Hello and welcome to StarCast from Planet Waves. My name is Eric Francis Coppolino, the author of the Planet Waves Horoscope and the host of Planet Waves FM on Pacifica Radio here with an edition of StarCast for Thursday, the 16th of March, 2023. Welcome and thank you for joining me. We are about to embark on the big crescendo of the astrology of March 2023. I've been writing about this for years, and the time has finally arrived. Before I get into the details of the chart, I have spent the past two weeks recording the Pluto in a Strange Land video readings. Uh, I have sat for hours, day after day, in the Broadway Light Diner, having great fun doing these readings. I am happy that they are behind me. As I record on the afternoon of March 16th, we are just putting the final touches on the videos. We've included previews of all 12 and a kind of a comprehensive preview video. Those are easy to find on Planet Waves and the and on my YouTube channel. And the previews are all connected from this week's weekly horoscope, which is open to all readers, which I will include wherever this podcast appears. Uh, these are in-depth, really good readings that apply to your sign and rising sign. We have now included two readings for the price of one, so you can actually get your rising sign. If you don't know that, we'll look it up for you. You can also get your moon sign if you're one of those people who's identified with your moon sign or the chart for a partner or for not much more. All 12 are available and all 12 are interesting. Okay, let's take a look at the chart. Uh, the, the chart I'm working with for all of uh, today's materials, including the article and the March 16th weekly horoscope and this presentation is the Aries New Moon, which takes place on Tuesday, the 21st of March. Uh, this is within a day of the sun entering the sign Aries. Looks like about 20 hours after the sun uh, makes its exact square to the equator. So that is when the uh, the world is at equinox and night and day are more or less equal throughout the planet. One of those really interesting phenomena that uh, that I, I just love the way that all works. And, uh, and when we reach the uh, tro Tropic of Capricorn, Tropic of Cancer, that, that's when it's really light in one hemisphere and darker in the other and, and vice versa. Then the sun makes its way back to the equator for another equinox. And so we are approaching the equinox, but one of the unusual and exciting and a bit ominous things about this equinox is that there is a new moon on the equinox. And so when you have a solar lunar event coinciding with the sun's presence on one of the tropics, meaning Tropic of Cancer, Equator, or Tropic of Capricorn, there is an amplified effect to everything that happens. There is a there is what's called an Aries point effect. It's called the Aries point because all those different things, when the sun is aligned with one of the tropics, all relate back to the sun's position on the first day of spring in the northern hemisphere. Uh, and that that being the spring equinox. So uh, all of these things are linked in together. 
with the, um, the, the beautiful symmetry of the seasons and then the mathematics of the astrological chart. And what makes this uh, new moon conjunct the Aries point even more uh, energized is the fact that it is at a very tight semi-sextile, 45, sorry, semi-square, big difference, semi-square, 45 degrees away from the planet Uranus, the planet of upheavals and um, and uh, surprises and revolutions and unexpected turns of events. Now, we saw this last at the new moon on the 4th of, uh, excuse me, full moon. I'm really fatigued. <laughs> when I get to recording these things, I've like been working my ass off for like 80 hours. So please pardon me if I get some terms wrong and correct myself. We saw this last at the Leo full moon that took place on the 4th of February. That was the full moon with the moon and the sun exactly at the cross quarter of Leo and Aquarius, respectively, and they were squaring by exactly 90 degrees the planet Uranus, which is holding its place in the middle of Taurus. All right, so what happened then? Well, what happened then was the Ohio train derailment. Now, the, the day before that train derailment, I said, okay, this new this full moon is going to be a big thing. But the problem is that because of the distortions created by digital consciousness, we no longer know what is important and what is not important. Everything seems like a crisis. And everything is presented, content-wise, as the biggest thing that ever happened, right? There's no more snowstorms. Now it's the snowpocalypse every time it snows and so forth. Everything's the biggest, the worst, the hottest, the coldest, and all of this stuff. So given all that, it's very hard to tell when something actually does stand out as an event that really does represent the intersection of the individual and the collective, which is the nature of the Aries point. I used to say, oh, this is about the personal being political, but it's much more than about political, and it's much more than about private. It is the intersection of the much larger world in whatever form that takes with the world of an individual, which as I keep uh, quoting David Byrne, one of my favorite, well, my number one favorite uh, talking head song, Television Man, in, in which uh, David sings, when the world crashes into my living room, and then he says, television made me what I am. He understood this. I'm sure that David Byrne read Marshall McLuhan. There's absolutely no way that he did not read McLuhan with a, writing a line like that. And so um, he, he uh, understood the nature of this meeting of the individual and the collective that is exaggerated tremendously by any form of electrical mass media communications. And so uh, th this also creates the difficulty in discerning what is meaningful, but clearly what was probably the world's largest single dioxin plume um, billowing up from a little town in eastern Ohio, a couple of feet from the Pennsylvania border, qualifies as uh, an Aries point event, and it qualifies as a significant event, a transition point in history, world history, in fact. And so we'll be living with the effects of that for quite a long time. Uh, and I trust that the only way for the people of East Palestine to get out of this is going to be the emergence of 
a national or international environmental movement, the likes of which we have never seen before. This must raise the question about whether chlorine should be legal in chemical manufacturing products and why, as crunchy and nutty as I am, every damn thing I put in my mouth is wrapped in plastic at one time or another. We are absolutely swimming in plastics and plenty of fish in the Pacific Ocean who are getting caught in the garbage islands made of plastic in the Pacific, much of which are made of fishnets, uh, agree with that. And so we have to really evaluate what we are doing. And it, it may seem like it's too big of a thing to evaluate. But I would suggest taking the perspective of our grandchildren 50, 60, 70 years from now, looking back and thinking, what was it with those people? Why couldn't they get their act together? Why couldn't they just cooperate for long enough to make some decisions and make some changes? And yet, we consistently and persistently don't do this. And so the incidents will come over and over again uh, until we, we are either extinct or get the message. All right, let's take a look at this chart. You'll have to click on the view chart link if you're listening on Planet Waves, and uh, you'll need to click on a similar link if you're on one of the remote channels, such as uh, Apple or uh Podbean or one of these uh, Buzzsprout or Spotify. Hello, everyone um, who's hearing me, me for the first time by way of these uh, remote channels. Planetwaves.net slash Starcast or Starcast.fm will take you right to the program's home page. All right. So uh, you can see there. I know it's a complicated chart. I've got all my notes on it. I've been doing that lately, making sure I publish my charts with my notes. But for those of you who can uh, take a look at this chart, you can see that at the very top of the chart, a bit towards the right, there is a, a yellow circle and a gray crescent. The yellow circle is the sun, the gray crescent is the moon, and they both have zeros next to them for confirmation that they're the right thing, underneath which there's this kind of flowery-looking red Y-shaped, that's the sign, Aries below that, 50 arc minutes, meaning a little bit less than one degree. That's the new moon on the Aries point. The Aries point is everything from 0001 Aries all the way out to 1 Zero, zero Aries. That's the first degree of Aries, and this new moon takes place right in that degree. Then I've drawn in, in kind of weird-looking um, brown pencil, uh, an, an arrow, a bunch of arrows, a couple of arrows, to, pointing to the planet Uranus. That's a bit to the left. You can see it looks like a blue H. It's got the number 1619. When you do the math, you find out that this is a very close 45-degree angle. That is a trigger aspect. So, too, is 135-degree angle. If you look opposite the new moon, go straight down, you can see this purple question mark with zeros next to it at the bottom of the chart. That is series. That's about food. So there's something going on here with food and the food supply. And we're experiencing many events that impact the food supply. The event just six weeks ago at the time of the Leo full moon impacted food because there was a dioxin release of a lot of the stuff and 50 other chemicals and all their combustion byproducts and synergistic mishmash of chemicals. All this, by the way, 
uh, the, the, the nasty, disgusting side of better living through chemistry in the plastic world that we've created. But that dioxin release happened in the middle of 125,000 farms. 75,000 in Ohio, most of them family farms. 50,000 in Pennsylvania, most of them family farms. And the kind of farm that you go to you you expect your stuff to come to when you buy your bison and, and uh, organic free-range grass-fed chicken at the health food store. Those are all coming from these small farms in these areas, including a whole bunch of Amish in the Ohio and Pennsylvania areas where near um, where this happens. So we see the theme of food resurface again in the new moon equinox chart. Of course, there is a, a lot more happening uh, in in the in the coming week. I, I should have packed the lead, but I don't uh, I, I don't write these things out in advance. But let me just tell you what's coming. The new moon is well. The equinox is on the twentieth, continues to the twenty first. The new moon is on the twenty first. Pluto enters Aquarius on the twenty third. I've been talking about that for weeks. You can go back through the Starcast.fm archives and hear more about that. And it's all over the front page of planetwaves.net, including in today's article. And then on the 25th, Mars leaves its long, long stay in Gemini, where it's been since August 20th, seven months. And it enters Cancer. And when, when Mars enters Cancer, what it is doing is crossing the Aries Points branch, going into the cardinal sign Cancer. That is to say, lining up with the Tropic of Cancer. That is an Aries Point event. And when it does that, it forms a semi-square to, no, a, sorry, 20, 30, how many degrees here? Yeah, it's a semi-square from the other direction to Uranus. So then we have two high-energy planets, Mars and Uranus, again forming what's called a trigger aspect. The world right now, is in hair trigger mode. There is a lot that can go wrong. And so in this situation, I suggest you pay attention to the people who need your help and support. Make sure that you get what you need. Secure your life vest first and then then put the thing around your kid. Apply your oxygen and then quickly go to making sure that your neighbors and your passengers have their oxygen, whatever that may be. The lesson of all of this, as will the lesson of Pluto and Aquarius, will be we are not in this alone. We cannot act like we're in this alone. We cannot pretend like the world is every man for himself. You cannot make paper towels or toilet paper and you probably can't milk a cow or grow a potato. We all rely on other people for almost everything in our lives. And it's one of these electrical fantasies of, of capitalism that we should all be taking this um, every man for himself perspective. Uh, it's, it is simply false. And we need to challenge this. And Pluto in Aquarius represents what will undoubtedly be a re-establishment of the relationship between individuals and groups and then a group initiation. All right, I will be back on Friday night, if all goes well, with an edition of Planet Waves FM. Uh, I will have a couple of more things posted to my Substack. If you're curious about what that is, it's a whole separate content stream from Planet Waves. 
a little bit of overlap, but not much. And that can be found at planetwaves.org. Just click through all the things, click get the free subscription, click through, and then get to the front page, and you'll see there's a whole world of copy, most of it focused on East Palestine at the moment, plus a few choice astrology articles. My main website is planetwaves.net. Your subscriptions to anything support the whole project. So thank you for doing that. Donations can go to the donations link on planetwaves.fm. We've got a lot of good stuff going on here for you. You have found your way to your own little high nourishment burning man. All right. And I I am it. Okay. So thank you for uh, tuning in and for your business and your trust and your time and and devoting your thoughts to the things that I say. I consider that a sacred honor, uh, which is another way of saying I do not take my role lightly, but I do my best to do it lovingly. Once again, thank you for tuning in. I'll catch you with the next edition. Bye for now.